You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome, everybody, to a Tuesday edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. I am your host today, Thomas Carinante. Uh, Adam Weinrim's on his honeymoon. Um, we had a beautiful wedding uh, for Adam over the weekend. Um, I was there. It was a great time. Uh, blacked out. Fully blacked out. Passed out in the hotel. It was great. Um, awesome celebration. Now he's enjoying himself for a week. And I'm here. You get to look at my mug uh, while we discuss some Yankee stuff. There is some off-season things that we have to talk about. Um, what we won't talk about is the Houston Astros winning the world series. Um, we will not elaborate on that. Uh, fact of the matter is the off season has now officially begun because the Astros were able to defeat the Philadelphia Phillies in six games. They won the last three in a row. Um, thank you for all your hard work, Philly. Um, you did what you could, you know, Astros are a very good team. Um, I'm done addressing any of the Astros fans trash talk about the, we want Houston crap. I just, it's just, it's so exhausting at this point. Um, congrats to Houston. I guess you finally did it. You finally triumphed against an 81 NL East team. Um, awesome, awesome job. Uh, but yeah, here we are. Off season is official. Uh, podcast is happening today because I was selfish and decided to go to a concert last night. Saw the 1975 at Madison square garden. Um, had to take the afternoon off to get some traveling done in there. Um, but now we're here and it's kind of good that we took the day because, um, we have a bunch of updates, uh, from last night into this morning. So there's actually a little bit more to talk about. Whereas yesterday, I probably just would have whined about, um, the Astros winning. Um, I probably would have discussed my two day hangover that was lasting, uh, since Saturday, um, yeah, that's what happens when I guess there's a lot of whiskey consumption, far too much dancing, not enough water. Um, but yeah, great weekend. Hope Adam's enjoying himself. Uh, send him some, send him some good vibes, folks. Uh, be sure to uh, find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a review. Um, hit us up in any manner. We, you know, we, we have the Twitter account. We have the access on all those platforms. Um, ask us some questions. Uh, the folks have been doing a great job in the chat these last few weeks. Um, 
been uh, been awesome interaction. Great talking to people. Um, and of course, shout out to the fans in the UK. I don't know where we'd be without you guys. Probably at like 90 subscribers instead of 100 plus. Um, gotta love the support there across the pond. Um, and guess what? You guys are helping. I want to know what you guys are thinking too. The offseason, we haven't really had interaction with that many fans uh, over the last couple, or I guess over the last offseason. Um, I'd like to know more. I'd like to know what other people are thinking because because um, I don't even know what I'm thinking. Um, now that we have this, uh, we have a few updates, guys, housekeeping stuff that we should take care of. Quick, quick hitters that we're going to get out of the way. Um, pardon me while I look at my other screen because I have a bunch of things pulled up. Got to tell everybody. Um, the Yankees have officially exercised uh, Luis Severino's $15 million team option um, for the 2023 season. Um, not really any surprise there. Brian Cashman mentioned, oh, yeah, we had the Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone presser on Friday. Uh, we wrote about it a ton. Um, kind of glad we don't have to focus on that either. That would have been a lot of Monday discussion, but now we have this other stuff. Boring, boring press conference. Didn't tell us anything. It was the same old, same old. So was Boone's appearance on the Michael K show on the Thursday. Um, I don't know what to say anymore. I don't know what to think. Uh, Yankees think that they're close. They think they're fine. Probably running it back. Um, don't ask me, man. Um, if I was running the show, things would be a little bit different. I'm sure if you were running the show, things would be really different. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of, yep, we'll see what happens. We'll see what Ju we want to bring judge back. We want to bring Benintendi back. We want to bring Tyone back. We want to bring Rizzo back, blah, blah, blah. Um, we'll believe it when we see it. Um, Aaron Boone, just a bunch of, you knows, a uh, bunch of Donaldson defense, crazy IKF defense, Say what you will about him. Um, I, I, it's too much just justifying bad decisions for my liking. Um, I can't listen to it anymore. There's nothing to analyze. It's the same It's the same thing for how many years now? Uh, <clears throat> and now this offseason, they're under the most pressure. Here we are. You're about to potentially lose your best player. Um, folks, if not for Aaron Judge the last two seasons, let's not forget, this is not a playoff team. They do not make the playoffs in 2021. Regard there is no scenario in which that happens they made it by the skin of their teeth to be the road team in the AL wildcard game if they don't have judge who was the most consistent offensive player and quite frankly defensive player the entire year they're not there this year they probably don't win the division with Aaron judge and they're a fringe playoff team playoffs were expanded so I'd be generous enough to say that they'd be a wild card team um, but you're in danger of losing that person um, Anthony Rizzo opted out had a, a career uh, tied a career high in home runs with 32 um, he was a uh, tremendous leader uh, and just overall stable presence on both sides of the ball. Um, and then we have a number of other free agent stuff that we have to get into as well. Um, uh, Jameson Tyone, um, whether you think he's a star or a game breaker or not, that's a big loss in the rotation. Andrew Benintendi, who only played 33 games with the Yankees as a result of injury. Um, they were looking to him to fill the void in the outfield and be a leadoff hitter. Um, don't know what his market's going to be. Um, it'd be nice to have him back. I, I don't know what the other options are. I don't know if the Yankees would be willing to spend, uh, spend for a guy like Brandon Nimmo, but um, it's it's going to be tough. Um, you got uh, Chad Green, Miguel Castro, um, two guys in the bullpen who uh, Chad Green was you know, largely really good for the Yankees over his tenure uh, outside of last year, which is frustrating. Bad luck for him this year, uh, suffered – an elbow injury needed Tommy John in June in his contract year. It's fucking terrible, man. I hate when that shit happens. Um, so there's a chance he returns, but maybe a pillow two-year deal, probably nothing crazy. Um, 
Miguel Castro, was he an asset? Mm, pitched 29 innings. I wouldn't say he's exactly an asset, but it's a good slider, and you need arms in the bullpen, and he's not going to be expensive, so could be an option too. The Yankees have another uh, a number of other young guys potentially coming up to help out there. Um, and then a bunch of whatever. I mean, you got Matt Carpenter. Uh, I think they're probably open to a return there. I also think it's possible he returns to the Cardinals or somebody else is willing to give him a bigger role, trust him a little bit more on defense. I don't know if the Yankees are willing to do that. Um, and then everybody at Marvin Gonzalez not coming back, or Oldest Chapman, see ya. Zach Britton probably not coming back. Um, and then a bunch of other people that don't really matter. Um, not No offense to them, just you're talking about the grand scope of the Yankees. Um, not, really, uh, not really any needle movers here. Um, we have, uh, other rumors, however, that, you know, could affect the off season. We have the conflicting reports on the giants going after judge, whether they're going to spend, they're going to be able to outbid the Yankees, or they're just going to be an attractive destination because that's closer to his hometown. Um, and, uh, you know, they can make him the face of the franchise. Um, they could potentially pay him more than the Yankees. Um, it all depends on how willing, uh, how, uh, aggressive the Yankees are willing to get. That's really what it comes down to. Then you have the Dodgers rumor that we talked about a couple weeks ago where they were there was the talk of them signing Judge, moving Mookie Betts to second base, creating another another super team in a different iteration. Um, won't matter for them. They'll lose in the first round. Um, and then Benintendi and Tyone, on top of the Yankees having interest bringing them back, they are also interested in coming back, as I think Anthony Rizzo is. Um, there is no definitive anything here though, where I'm seeing shit on Twitter, where it looks like Anthony Rizzo is coming back. He just opted out of his contract yesterday. How does it look like he's coming back? It, it, it just doesn't stop, stop following people who don't know what they're talking about. Very frustrating. Very dumb. Um, oh yeah. Today's election day too, guys. Don't go vote. Don't be an apathetic moron. Um, every vote counts. Your vote matters. Um, Hopefully you're voting for the right things, but important to important to note Tuesday polls are open until eight. Most places just just figure it out. Just do it. Um, it. It's good to feel useful, you know, for once in your life. It's it's always uh, it's always positive to do something like that. Um, so speaking of judge, which I just mentioned about the Giants and whatnot, we have an update from John Heyman. I follow John Heyman. I take John Heyman's reports. I mean, I take every insider's reports with a grain of salt. Who is. Who is even Ken Rosenthal? Our, uh, we love Ken Rosenthal. He was wrong last year on the Scherzer trade. Not everybody's right. There's not ironclad. But um, we saw Aaron Judge this weekend um, at the New York City Marathon uh, supporting his wife, Samantha, who ran it. Um, John Carlos Stanton was with him taking some pictures. Um, a true bestie right there. Um, and uh, John Heyman reported uh, that um, – the feeling in the front office, or I guess among Yankees execs, don't know who they are. They're anonymous, has been up and down, right? They think he's going to come back. They're not sure he might leave. Um, however, this time around, uh, Heyman got a quote from one executive, a club executive, um, uh, who is, quote, more confident than he was in the past um, about the Yankees re-signing judge. Um, here's another big quote. The belief is that the Yankees will be willing to top judges $36 million a year asking price from back in the spring. That's a quick turnaround and budge after just a couple days into the offseason. Um, I would view that fairly positively um, if I were Yankees fans. Um, I think a lot of the fear among Yankee fans was the fact that we were unsure if the Yankees would be willing to go that high. 
Um, now we have another question, right? Judge asked for 36 million, reportedly rumored judge asked for $36 million a year um, heading into last season. Um, has that number changed after he hit an AL record 62 home runs and is probably going to finish the AL MVP? Um, I don't know. I hope not, uh, just because uh, I don't know if the Yankees will be willing to go much higher um, than the $36 million or I guess whatever the, the length of the deal is going to be, which is going to be a talking point as well. Is it going to be a six-year monster deal? Is it going to be a nine-year uh, you know, longer security blanket deal, which a lot of, a lot of these players are looking for judge also reportedly wanted 10 years, um, 36 million AV don't know how true that is, but, um, you know, now you got Heyman talking about the, the Yankees being willing to go that high. The question now remains, did that number increase and are the Yankees willing to go 10 years? If the 36 million per year is attached to the 10 year agreement, don't know. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. But it's good to see Judge in New York still, hanging out. Um... It's good to see that we have a positive report after so much negative kind of discourse over the last few months about the uncertainty with the contract, with other teams willing to bid, um, with all the elimination stuff kind of sounded like, I mean, it always sounds like it's a little bit ominous, but, you know, what do you want Judge to tell to the media after the season's over and he's not a Yankee anymore? Um, there's no way for him to predict anything. It's, you know, it's a two-sided uh it's a two-sided uh, discourse here and they have to get to the bottom of it. So um, I don't know how I'm feeling because here, here is why I'm conflicted, right? You lose judge, you're fucked. You lose an MVP, you're just inherently fucked. There's no pro uh, reproducing that 
um, that production. Um, you need two or you need two really good players or three good players to make up for it. Um, and I don't know if there's that many on the open market, especially within the budget the Yankees would be willing to spend. Um, and my other fear is that you bring back Judge. Great. What are you doing? Are you running back the team that went out there in 2021 and 2022 and and really didn't come close to anything? Um, you could, yeah, we could sit here and talk about how the Yankees were one of four final teams left, um, uh, left standing, but you get swept by the Astros the way you did. You get taken to the brink by the guardians the way you did. Um, I understand injuries played a role here. You lost Ben Intendi, you lost Michael King. Um, Matt Carpenter wasn't healthy. John Carlos Stanton wasn't injured, but he wasn't a hundred percent. Uh, DJ LeMahieu was out. Um, you had no shortstop. You had Josh Donaldson playing terribly. Um, Aaron Hicks started to be honestly okay, and then he suffered that injury in the collision um, with Oswaldo Cabrera. Um, just so many things. Uh, the bullpen was decimated with injuries, as we've talked about, um, from you know from King to even lesser important people like Aroldis Chapman um, and Zach Britton. Um, and the Yankees have a lot of replacing to do outside of just bringing back Judge and. Um, if I'm not mistaken, guys, I, please, if anybody here is is willing to tell me what they rely on most, I look at the I look at the baseball reference payroll because that's more detailed to me than the spot track one. I don't know if I don't know if that's true or not. Um, spot track uh, has the Yankees at. I think these numbers are the same, actually, so I'm just being an idiot. Uh, one hundred and ninety five point three million dollars is the projected payroll as of today. Um, and what does that include? That includes um, uh, the estimated total uh, payroll with guaranteed contracts that they can't get out of, um, arbitration salaries, and pre-arbitration salaries. Um, so if the Yankees are not going to eclipse the $260 million mark, here's how you kind of have to look at this, right? If you're exercising every option, which I believe the Yankees will be doing, um, or no, they're they're already exercising. Uh, I'm sorry, Severino's option. So I think that number is now at 210 million dollars because that's a uh, that's a 15 million dollar expenditure. So if you're at 210 and you need to keep Judge, you need to re-sign Rizzo because you don't have a first baseman. So you need to you need to reset you need to sign a first baseman, and it needs to be probably a good first baseman. Um, and you don't really have outs anywhere else because you look at, um, you look at the ARB situation. You're not going to not, I mean, maybe you trade Glaber Torres who's, who's projected to make close to, uh, 10 million next year. Um, maybe you non-tender IKF. Um, maybe you non-tender, uh, Lucas Litke. Is that going to be enough? The projected arbitration numbers for everybody here. I'll go through it. Glaber, 9.8 million. Frankie Montas, 7.7 million. IKF, 6.5 million. Lou Trevino, 4.2 million. Uh, Wandy Peralta, 3.1 million. Domingo Herman, 2.6 million. Jonathan Loisega, 2.1 million. Clay Holmes, 2.9 million. Kyle Higashioka, 1.7 million. Lucas Lickey, 1.7 million. Tim LaCastro, 1.2 million. Nestor Cortez, 3.5 million. Michael King, 1.2 million. Jose Trevino, 2 million. I don't know, you know, maybe you trade Glaber, that gets 10 million off. You non-tender IKF, that's six and a half million off. 
Is it worth non-tendering Lucas Lickie at 1.7 million? I don't think so, but who knows? Uh, I think non-tendering Tim LaCastro is pretty much a no-brainer. Um, you need to upgrade in the outfield better than that. Um, and the fact of the matter is, unless we have a drastic turn of events, Yankees are stuck with Josh Donaldson's deal. I don't know how they unload Josh Donaldson without trading um, a top prospect attached to him. Same goes for Aaron Hicks. Um, Donaldson is making $21.75 million next year with an $8 million uh, buyout on his $16 million team option for 2024. So it's kind of a nightmare. Hicks is $30 million left and three years. I don't know who's taking that. DJ LeMay, who has uh, four years left um, at $15 million AAV, no one's taking that. He's been injured the last two years. Yankees are stuck with that. Um, although I think a healthy DJ benefits the Yankees, a healthy Donaldson and Hicks does not benefit the Yankees. Um, so unless Cashman can work some magic, offload salaries, eat some money, um, trade some prospects attached to them that he feels he may not necessarily need, um, that's the only way to truly navigate this, right? Because bringing Judge back and bringing Rizzo back doesn't solve any problems. It just keeps the Yankees at you know, realistically a, a mid 90, you know, a 95 win team with that doesn't have the personnel to kind of st- uh, uh, go full steam ahead in the, in the playoffs. Um, we've seen it happen for now with almost three years. So um, that's my issue with bringing back judge. If you're not willing to blow by the $260 million uh, luxury tax threshold, then you're just, you're it's crazy to say because you're just you're going to be the you're going to be a mediocre top you're going to be the second tier of top contenders which is not good enough to win um and uh this will this until something changes with uh maybe the clubhouse or just the the culture or the um the general um assortment of personalities on this team this will not be a team of destiny this is not a team like the phillies this is not a team like the 2021 braves you know, it's just, it's just not, it's not the 2019 national. It's not even close to that. Um, the Yankees are not, there Yankees are not also viewed as underdogs. It's just not the way it is. So unless um, the Yankees are willing to go um, the Dodgers route or the Steve Cohen route, um, I don't know if bringing back judge and Rizzo is exactly what you want in the off season. Cause like I said, you're at 210 million right now, exercising Severino's option, uh, toss in, 20 million for Rizzo, that's 230. Um, toss in uh, 35 million for Judge, uh, that's 265. They're over the threshold. Um, and you still need a bullpen. Um, you still need a left fielder. Uh, you still need uh, just general depth. Um, I, if you're going to trust the prospects, that's great. I'm kind of on board with that, but you need some bullpen help. You need some back end rotation help. Um, and pitchers don't come cheap. So it's going to be tough, not going to be easy, but Hey, the latest buzz on, if you're, if you want judge back, like I do, um, like everyone does, uh, I think we have a semi-positive update there, um, with the Yankees budging financially. Um, and maybe they go, maybe they zoom past the threshold this year, take on a little bit of a hefty tax. Um, Donaldson comes off the books next year. Uh, Severino comes off the books next year. Harrison Bader comes off the books next year. Um, as does Montas IKF. Um, Wandy Peralta. I mean, some of these are just like, great, good riddance, see you later. Others are, okay, we're probably going to have to retain them. So, um, and then I think, honestly, um, if you can't get rid of Hicks this offseason, um, maybe he has a decent year as a depth player um, in 2023, and then it's much easier to unload 
um, a two-year, $20 million deal, which is essentially what it would be after 2023. So um, the Yankees could, in a sense, reset after 2023 if they wanted to. Um, I don't know what that would look like. I'm not, I, I can't, I can't look that far ahead because this is, this is already stressful enough. Um, it's sickening, quite frankly. Um, okay. So, uh, we have the good judge update. Um, we also have another free agency update per John Morosi of MLB network. The Yankees are interested in Japanese star Masataka Yoshida. Um, if he is going to be posted, we don't know if that's the case. I believe there is inclination that he will be posted. Um, he was on the, I mean, please let me know if I'm, we have any fans in Japan. Um, he's on the, the, the Oryx Buffaloes in the Japan Pacific league. Um, he is a two-time batting champ in Japan. Uh, this past season, he played in, uh, 121 games. He hit 336 with a 1.007 OPS, 21 bombs, 89 RBIs. Um, he plays the outfield. Uh, and I apologize for not doing a little bit more research before this. I don't know exactly what outfield position. I also pulled up images from him on Getty, and it seemed like he was also playing the infield. I don't know if that was for the Japan team in the World Baseball Classic or something or the Olympics. Um, but it seems like he might be a little bit versatile. So what does this news mean? Um, this news could suggest that uh, it could suggest one of two things, right? It could suggest the Yankees are bracing for Aaron Judge's departure and they're going to spend a little bit on the international market to make up for it. Hey, this guy's a lefty bat too. Um, he friggin' slugs. Go watch some highlights of him on uh, Twitter. There's plenty out there. Um, or or uh, the Yankees are willing to blow past the luxury tax um, with Judge and Yoshida, um, and this would be pretty sick. Uh, you have these two guys in the outfield. Again, I don't know exactly. I'm actually looking right now. Let's see what position he plays. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Oh, and the Buffaloes won the uh, won the Japan series. Holy shit. That's pretty sick. Um, yeah, Yoshida quote, uh, is, quote, seeking a move to North America, telling reporters, I've always wanted to play at a high level. Okay, I like this guy's attitude. This is pretty sick. Um, he won batting titles in 2020 and 2021. Um, wow. Comeback win in Game 5 of the Japan Series this year. Um, he turns 30 in July. Uh, yeah, plays outfield, but still, still no specification on exactly what position he plays in the outfield. So the defensive versatility there would obviously have to be important. 
Um, he would need to play left should Judge return. You got Bader in center field. Uh, that would be a pretty damn good outfield. You have Hicks on the bench if you can't get rid of him. Um, so, yeah, I think that – I think we have a positive development there. Um, if the Yankees are willing to get um, involved on, quite frankly, any free agent that's outside of um, their kind of little bubble um, and it's not uh, going to prevent them from uh, uh, doing more exploration outside of their, their own people um, and hopefully they can retain them, um, then that means maybe they're willing to be a little bit more aggressive this year than – we're kind of uh, than, than we've been accustomed to over the last few years. Um, the issue here, again, the Yankees are not cheap. They have consistently a top two or two or top one payroll in the game. Um, the issue with the Yankees is uh, they refuse to pay for the mistakes that they've made. Um, so there's plenty of mistakes contract wise on this roster, um, uh, trade wise on this roster. Um, and the Yankees have the financial resources to fix them. And they don't. They sit there and they say, well, you know, this is our bed. We're going to lie in it. And uh, this is our fate. We're going to hope Josh Donaldson's bat turns around in September after he didn't fucking hit all year. Um, you know, we're going to hope Aaron Hicks isn't the most dreadful player in baseball uh, as the season progresses. Um, you know, we're going to hope IKF continues to be, quote, the one of the top defensive shorts. I, like, I don't know where they're getting this information. Uh, yeah, in the press conference, they talked about that. Uh, they wouldn't reveal the metrics that the they use to determine who is and who isn't um, uh, a top defender. So we don't know. It's just, it's just based on nothingness. Um, but anyway, yeah, you have all those issues. You know, we're not going to, we're not going to figure out a, a better solution after paying um, our oldest Chapman and Zach Britton, a combined $30 million and they've done nothing for us uh, for two years. Um, so that's, that's the beef with the Yankees payroll. Let's get that out of the way uh, before we, we start um, diving into all this off season stuff. But yeah, I mean um, it, it's, it's looking semi uh, it's looking semi okay right now. Um, they they have housekeeping to do again the non-tendering and the it's going to be very indicative of what they're able to do via trade right who are they going to trade how much salary can they offload um what does this mean for their top prospects so heading into the year um uh mlb pipeline i think mlb pipeline and baseball america were actually pretty similar here uh the top 10 prospects for the yankees were starting at one anthony volpe Jason Dominguez, Oswald Peraza, Austin Wells, Everson Pereira, Trey Sweeney, Spencer Jones, Will Warren, Clayton Beater, Luis Heal. Um, now, you have to probably get uh, Oswald Peraza out of there because I think he's going to be on the opening day roster. Um, who else? Uh, I would like Anthony Volpe on the opening day roster. I mean, if you're talking about if the Yankees don't move the needle in one of two ways, right? It's either you spend a shitload and you go for it or you properly spend what you have allocated based on whatever your financial restrictions are. And then you give all these young guys a chance because I think everybody liked what they saw at Oswald Peraza. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think everyone liked what they saw at Oswaldo Cabrera. Um, whether he's going to be a utility player or – Strictly an outfielder, I don't know, but the defense was there. Um, his penchant to kind of rise to the occasion at times was there. Um, you weren't—I don't think anybody was expecting to see a, a fast turnaround on his bat. Um, 
after getting what two months of experience at MLB um, with injuries across the Yankees roster. It wasn't really ever at full strength down the stretch. Um, he was actually relied upon to be a fairly significant contributor. Um, so I don't think we got a true gauge of that. I think he could potentially be better, which would be extremely promising. Um, so I think that's one way the Yankees go with it. You have those three start the year on the opening day roster and look like, I don't think Spencer Jones makes the opening day roster, but the man rocketed up these rankings and had an incredible, incredible debut to his professional career. Um, the Yankees got a, the Yankees got a feel, you know, they got to have these instincts for certain guys that um, are performing way beyond expectations um, are producing at a level that is beyond comparable to their peers. Um, and that's another way that they can do it. Uh, but when you're talking about being a contender in 2023, that's going to be a big part of it. You're going to have to spend and you're going to have to give your young guys the exposure early on to be ready for the opportunities as the season progresses. Was Oswaldo Cabrera ready for the moment? I think he was, but I think if he got another month under his belt, I think the bat would have been in better shape for the playoffs. Um, if he knew kind of where he was playing defensively more consistently as the year progressed, I think there would have been, there was a couple of defensive lapses in there, whether it was playing left field or running into Aaron Hicks from shortstop, um, a little bit all over the place, but you can't blame the kid. He wasn't put in a good position. Oswald Peraza comes up at the end of August. His MLB debut is in a nine, nothing game against the Rays where the Yankees are losing. And he's asked to go out there with two outs in the top of the ninth to, I don't even know what, uh, just stand there because the game's fucking over. Um, and then he impresses down the stretch all of September, left off the ALDS roster, and then is asked to start in the ALCS. So, like, it's it's just bad personnel moves. So if the Yankees really want to get to a point where they can look at the totality of the picture where it's we're spending and we're cultivating the right talent, giving them the right opportunities, bringing them up at the right times, then I think we're on a, in a, you know, in a direction where that's going to be um, extremely positive for, for what's to happen with them. Um, you look at the Astros, I mean, Jeremy Pena, they replaced Carlos Correa with Jeremy Pena. They said at the beginning of the year, Hey man, you're our shortstop. Um, and that's the end of the story. Um, and he delivered, he kicked the Yankees ass, um, in the ALCS. Um, and, uh, he, uh, finished the year. Is he going to finish? He, oh, he won the gold glove. That's right. He won the gold glove last week as well. Um, Finished the year not entirely, not the most impressive numbers, 253 with the 715 OPS and 101 OPS plus, but 136 games. He got accustomed to what was going on. He felt comfortable in the moment. He batted, um, oh, he won World Series MVP too. This is how much I don't give a fuck about the Astros. This kid won World Series MVP and ALCS MVP. He batted 353 in the CS against the Yankees with a 1.176 OPS, two bombs, four RBIs, batted 400 in the World Series, 1.023 OPS, one home run, three RBIs. I mean, do I think Oswald Peraz is doing that? Um, uh, I don't really – I'm not really going to predict any rookie does that, really, but I think the chances are greater if you give somebody the opening day role and say, hey, this is your fate, or you do it right after the All-Star break and say, hey, look, we're going to need you down the stretch. We saw the first half that our – uh, middle infield situation wasn't exactly working out. We're trying something new. Here we go. Instead of ping-ponging between IKF, Oswald Praza, Oswaldo Cabrera in the biggest games of the season. Um, so, and you'll get young talent elsewhere, right? 
Um, off the top of my head, who can I think of? Uh, I'm Vaughn Grissom of the Braves. Uh, Michael Harris of the Braves. Uh, Brett Beatty of the Mets. Um, could you count Gavin Lux on the Dodgers? I mean, I know he's been playing. I mean, they, they, they've stuck with him and they've given him a full-time role and they've clarified what he's doing and he had a successful. I think that counts. Um, look at the Guardians. They have the youngest team in baseball. They took the Yankees to the brink in the DS. Uh, so there are ways to make this a reality. There are ways to um, put the young guys in the right position surrounded by this veteran core. Giancarlo Stanton, Aaron Judge, DJ LeMahieu, um, Garrett Cole, Harrison Bader. Um, you know, this is a solid – it's still a solid team as long as those guys – Anthony Rizzo, if these guys stay. Um, but you're going to need some other edge that this team is lacking. Um, we talk to you about it a lot. You know you know it more than more than most. Um, nobody in the chat. Come on, man. What are we, what are we doing here? Uh, so, I mean, this is what you're looking at. I think that there is a possibility. We were, um, we were discussing a couple weeks ago that trading John Carlos Santa could be a possibility. Do I want to do that? I don't know. Um, but if you want to talk about getting financially flexible, I think some other team out there would value his, what, like 26, 27 AV, um, as, uh, cost effective as the years go on, especially with the universal DH now. I don't know. Um, but yeah, there's got to be some financial flexibility here. There's got to be a change in the way that these um, uh, executives and scouts treat the younger players. Um, and that's going to dictate the offseason. We have early rumors of a lot of things, right? Um, the Mets are supposedly in on Trey Turner. The Mets already paid Edwin Diaz $100 million. Um, Giants and Dodgers potentially in on Judge. Um, we don't know what's happening with Jacob deGrom. He opted out of his contract. Carlos Correa opted out of his contract. Xander Bogarts opted out of his contract. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that's going to be happening over the next few days. Um, and it leaves the Yankees with a ton of opportunities. Um, and it leaves them a lot of room to get creative as long as that's the, they need to be operating from the jump from a creative standpoint, because you can't run this road. You can't have Josh Donaldson, and IKF at shortstop next year. I don't even think you can have either of those guys in full-time roles next year. Um, it is crazy to me that the Yankees would think paying Josh Johnson 25 million AAV for gold glove defense is worth it. Um, a 25 million AAV player needs to be an all-around stud. Um, Josh Johnson, unfortunately, was not an all-around stud. I don't know if it was the age that hit him. I don't know if it was the change of scenery. Boone used the lockout as an excuse when talking in the post-game press conference. He said Donaldson didn't have enough time to get comfortable. Um, you know what the funny thing about that is, folks? Uh, you go back and look at Donaldson's splits um, month by month, uh, and his best months were um, May. His best month was May. Um, even in April and March, he got a couple of clutch hits there. Uh, statistically, it wasn't uh, one of his best. Um, actually, it was. It was his third best month. His other best month was August, but it was, it was just not good. Um, so you could say his – his best consecutive month production was April and May. So if you're using the excuse that the lockout prevented him from getting comfortable, um, that's the worst excuse you can make because that's where he was consistently the most effective um, in the first 37 games of the season. Um, so I have no idea. IKF, hate IKF all you want. Uh, I think it's misplaced hate. I think you have to hate the front office more. IKF is a utility player. He is not a starting shortstop. Um, and then you had the weird conversation in that, in that presser about IKF 
uh, coming to the Yankees for shortstop help. John Boy talked about it actually in a video after the press conference, and he was he was befuddled because the Yankees essentially just denied him. They're like, "No, you're fine. You're doing you're doing great." And I kept was like, "No, this is actually the worst I've been playing defensively." Um, since I can remember. So like, I think I need some help. And they're like, no, like according to our fake advanced metrics that we're not going to tell anybody about and that we have on this clipboard right here, um, you're actually top five in the game. So just keep doing what you're doing. Uh, keep booting those routine grounders, keep throwing two seam, uh, low two seam fastballs to first base. Um, you know, keep running into Glaber Torres when you guys are crossing over balls in the middle infield, like it's going to, you're, you're going to be fine. Um, so yeah, Yankees at fault for that. That's, that's, that's another crazy thing. And if they're going to beat the drum that, and look, the off season stuff, they don't want to pound anybody into the ground. Right. It'd be like disrespectful um, to how people performed or give an inclination on what they're going to do and what the future is. Um, They kind of have to play their, they got to play the cards close to their chest. They have to um, not give away anything and not already dictate the futures of people. Cause then that affects the trade uh, value of them. It affects, um, you know, maybe their morale coming into next season. Um, we saw how that happened with Glaber Torres the last two years. He came in, quote, out of shape um, per Brian Cashman. Brian Cashman then said he's a better second baseman than a shortstop. That shit doesn't work. We thought it might work, you know, giving them a little tough love. Some of the players don't handle it well. It didn't work. So um, I don't know what you do here, um, but the 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 puffing up in the postgame presser, it has to be done to an extent, but like also don't still continue to tell us that Donaldson's an offensive asset or ICAF is one of the best defensive shortstops in the game. It's just, we, we watch something very different. Um, and fans are not dumb in tune to everything, understanding what's going on. Um, watch every game, watch every pitch. Um, you're not fooling anybody. Um, so yeah, here we are. Um, the Astros won the World Series on the night Adam Weinrib got married. Um, that's, I guess, that's, I guess, the best case scenario, right? We didn't have to watch it. We didn't have to care. We'd have to talk about it on Monday. Um, it's best that it just happened and we're moving on. Uh, by the way, one last shout out to the Astros because I, I had to see it. Lance McCullers post-game speech calling out all of the teams that the Astros went through through the season and the postseason. Um Man, 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 man. Just embarrassing. It's just, it's just so try hard. It's so cringy. Um, and I can't, I can't stand watching this where it's like everybody thinks that somehow every other team every year thinks it's them against the world. It's like, it's like what Boston does, like Boston against the world. It's like, when was it ever Boston against the world outside of Tom Brady winning fucking 20 Super Bowls and people were sick of watching that? Never been Boston against the world. It's quite literally, I mean, not that I want to, not that I want to say it's been us, but it's, it's literally New York. Everybody hates the Yankees. You know, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Just talked shit on the Yankees unprompted about nothing talking about how, uh, you know, he downplayed the New York Boston rivalry said that, uh, you know, the Yankees are more afraid to play the blue Jays and that he wouldn't ever sign with the Yankees. Not even if he was dead. Um, I don't know where that came from. Uh, the Yankees have a winning record against the Blue Jays ever since Vladdy debuted. Um, the Yankees won the division on Toronto's home field this year. They kicked Toronto out of the playoffs last year. Um, so even the Yankees at their worst slash most mediocre are still fucking better than the Blue Jays. Um, and I don't know how they're afraid to play the Blue Jays when they've kicked the Blue Jays' ass when it matters most. 
Um, so that's the definition of being something against the world where you're just getting unprompted, unprompted criticism and unprovoked criticism from all areas. And that, and that's just, and then the people who are not fans of the Yankees love it. Like they absolutely, the people were loving what Vladimir Guerrero Jr. said. Why do you know, other than the fact that you hate the Yankees, is there any other reason? No, there is, there is no other answer. You just don't like the Yankees. You like watching the Yankees, you know, be down bad. Um, you like watching people talk shit about them. You like when people pile on perfect opportunity to pile on, they got swept in the ALCS. They deserved all the criticism um, coming their way relative to that performance. But Vladdy talking about the Yankees being afraid of playing Toronto. Okay. Um, so yeah, it, it's New York against the world, if anything. Um, so, you know, Houston doing this whole campaign of like, they wanted us, they were chanting our name. Yeah. That's part of what the competition is. You want to face the best competition. You know, you want to face the team that was um, found guilty of cheating and is still acting as if there's some uh, there's some ongoing crusade against them when they were not disciplined. They lost their manager, who is apparently bad because now he's managing the Tigers and is is not a good manager. Um, and they lost their GM, who they replaced with another guy who's just picked up the pieces and has made arguably better decisions than Jeff Lunau. Um, James Click, by the way. And then the Astros owner comes out today and says he's going to extend Dusty Baker's contract manager and James Click contract general manager for the 2023 season because of their accomplishment in 2022. Real fucking generous, sir. Multi-billionaire is going to extend you one year after winning the World Series. So, yeah, all these other organizations are really tip top. Um, but please go, uh, go watch that Lance McCullers thing if you want your skin to crawl. Um, absolutely embarrassing. And I just want to remind MLB, you let this happen. You allow this to happen. No players on the Astros got disciplined. Nothing prevented the Astros from getting better um, from a competitive standpoint. There were no penalties in place to uh, prevent their ascension. Um, and you've somehow allowed them to adopt this narrative that they're, you know, they're the victims. How are they the victims? They were literally found guilty of cheating. It resulted in a long playoff run and World Series win. Um, and now we're supposed to feel bad for them because the fans throw inflatable garbage cans on the field um, and boo Altuve and tell Mattress Mac that um, his team's a bunch of cheaters. Um, everyone's a fucking child. That's that's really what it just comes down to, um, including myself, because I'm going to cry all I want this offseason. I'm going to cry. I'm going to I'm going to weep tears. Um, but that's it, guys. I mean, we have this little housekeeping on the Yankees. Um, we got updates. Um, on yanksoyard.com, please head over there. Uh, we have the off-season tracker. Um, it has the free agents. It has the payroll. It has the top prospects. It has the arbitration-eligible players. Um, and then it has the rumors and the actual news and transactions. So every time something happens, we're updating that article and we're keeping it fresh. We're going to keep refreshing it on the site. You're going to have a database to go to as the weeks go by. Right now, the general manager's meetings are happening in Las Vegas. I don't know if anything... Uh, momentous is going to come out of that. Um, hopefully we get some cool news. Um, but yeah, the Mets started the offseason off hot. They gave Diaz a hundred million dollar contract. Um, so maybe we'll see some early uh, blockbuster decisions that follow that up, um, especially as players are looking to, you know, I think after last year's lockout, um, players are probably going to look to sign on early because they want to get situated. They want to prep for next year. They want to be ready after having, you know, the uncertainty of uh, the last two seasons. You had 2020, which was COVID shortened, miserable for everybody. And then you had the lockout equally as miserable and miserable for everybody. So 
Um, stay tuned. Um, head on over to yankscoyard.com. Uh, we got all the latest updates for you. I'm actually doing a piece on uh, Yoshida uh, for 5 p.m. today, so you can read more about him and, and see how the uh, the link with the Yankees is is it all relative to their potential offseason plans. Uh, talk to us on the official Yanks Go Yard Twitter account at Yanks Go Yard FS. Um, we're going to be there very often. Uh, probably work in a good portion of evenings. That's when a lot of these moves are probably going to go down. So don't hesitate to reach out. Don't hesitate to reach out to me, Thomas Carinante, at Tommy's underscore takes. Um, that's it for today's edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast, a rare Tuesday edition, uh, technically a Monday. Um, and uh, we'll be back on Thursday. I'm going to be back on Thursday. I think some other stuff is going to happen this week that's going to um, probably uh, warrant a bunch of, uh, you know, it's, it, they're going to be good talking points, going to warrant greater discussion. Um and until next time, you know where to find us. You know where to read us. You know where to reach out to us. Um, hope you have a good rest of your couple days. Uh, make sure to hit us up with those mailbag questions. Maybe we'll have some featured on the next episode. And it'll just be me again. So if you enjoyed today's episode, great. Come back. If you didn't, Adam's coming back next Monday. Um, and if you hate both of us, find another fucking podcast. I don't know what to tell you. Um, I'll see you in a few days, everyone. Pleasure talking to you. Thanks for coming. Take care. <laughs>